0: Uh, My name is Keith Kelly, and I serve on the Public Affairs Committee, and on behalf of the Chamber, I'd like to welcome you to our fifth annual Mayor's State of the City. And uh, This morning it is a little bit different. We got a little delayed start uh, because of the Governor's news conference today, and so um, we felt like it was our duty to hear what the Governor has to say and delay this a little bit, and the Mayor's graciously uh, concurred with that. At this time, I would like to uh, thank our sponsors, B.R. Williams Trucking & Company, Chee Bank, Eastman, Farmers & Merchants Bank, Harris McKay Realty, Huron Valley Steel Corporation, Jacksonville State University, and Regents Bank. As I said, this is our fifth annual uh, State of the Cities, and uh, I have to say that they've all been very good uh, the community, we've got, got a lot of good positive feedback. This today was a little bit of a challenge with the, uh, the virus. We didn't know exactly what people could do and could not do. And so um, as you come into the chamber, anytime you get your temperature taken and you're required to wear a mask. Likewise, under our previous ones, you would have all the mayors sitting in front of you where you could uh, look at them and they could look at you and see your reactions to what they were saying. But because of the distancing requirements, uh, we've got everyone scattered out six feet apart. Uh, likewise, uh, when they get up to speak, depending on whether they're comfortable, whatever they're comfortable doing, they can take their mask off and speak if they choose to because we are uh, maintaining the six foot distance. They may not feel comfortable with that, and so it's strictly up to them what they would prefer to do on that. Um, the format will be very much like what it has been before. Each mayor will will take six to seven minutes to kind of tell you what's going on in their cities. Many of them have uh, faced uh, tremendous challenges, uh, just like we have throughout the state, uh, dealing with finances and things of that nature because of the virus. I would also like to uh, make a point and make you aware, many of the things that they will be telling you that is happening in their cities and towns are due to grants and things of that nature. And we have the Uh, 2020 census going on and it is absolutely critical that uh, you fill out your 2020 census. It not only goes to your congressional seats but it also allocates uh, the percentages and formulas that to where the mayors can apply and get grants to do things in the cities and communities. So with all that being said, uh, we'll go ahead and get started and uh, I'll introduce each mayor as they come up and give um, their comments. So to start with, uh, ladies first, Uh, we like to mind our manners here at the chamber. So the mayor of Hobson City, uh, Mayor McElroy.
1: Social distancing and sheltering in place. And so what we've done in Hobson City uh, as a result of COVID-19 First thing we did was to uh, shut our office down to the public and now we're requiring that if you come in that you do have a mask and we did get a thermometer so that we can check your temperature when you come in so that uh, we can protect ourselves and protect other people as well. When this virus first started it was just numbers to me. But since that time, I've had a church member to die. And I've had some close friends. So it's not just data. And it's not just people that I don't know. But it's people that I do know. And so we know that this is real. This is not a hoax. And we want people to take all of the precautions uh, so that we can all survive this. One of the things that we did in Hobson City early on, we took our basketball nets down because When the kids were out of school, they go out and play basketball. So that didn't sit well with everybody, but nothing does uh, always sit well with everybody. But we are doing all that we can to help protect our people uh, in our community and those outside of our community. Right when uh, in the middle of August, not August, March when things really began to get bad, Some of us were waiting to hear from uh, the Calhoun County Home Consortium. Uh, Several of us uh, towns had applied for grants through them, through uh, grants that are funded by HUD. And we had some very strong partners working with us on a grant that we submitted. And right about the time that we were supposed to hear something, hell broke loose, so to speak. And so we are still waiting to hear something from uh, the Aniston-Calhoun County Home Consortium on the the funding. And that funding would provide for some new homes to be built in Hobson City. And we already have on board uh, contractors or developers who are working, who will be working with us to make that happen. Uh, On yesterday, in Hobson City, we had a new business to open. It's called Ossie's Quickmark. And someone asked me, why was that important to have the store to open in Hobson City? And I thought it was a question that, in a sense, uh, if you know anything about city government, uh, cities and counties, states, everybody needs revenue. Uh, You cannot operate without it. So uh, we've always had one or two stores in Hobson City until recent years, and then the last three years after one of the businesses that had been there for about 30 years changed ownership, and so things kind of went down here. So when things are not happening uh, in the city and you're not, you don't have that tax base, Uh, then it's very difficult to operate. So what we've been working working on and trying to work with for some people who have come to the table to work with us on trying to develop some things in Hobson City. And some of you are aware of what the University of Alabama Center for Economic Development is doing in terms of sending a representative out into the community to help the communities um, with their economic development plan, and to help them to to develop a plan, and not only just develop a plan, but to help to carry that plan out. So I'm excited about that uh, relationship, uh, the partnership that we've had with the University of Alabama, and also with um, Gaston State Community College and working with Greg Bennett and some others who have come to sit down with us to see just what uh can happen uh in the town of Hobson City. So we're excited about all of those things and we're working to uh make sure some things happen. I tell people all the time we have enough uh chiefs. We just don't have enough Indians to help get some things done so we're hoping that the Indians will get involved and come on board and help make some things happen uh, there in the town of Hobson City. And so uh, the other thing that African American Museum and uh, it has gotten a lot of attention across the country and a couple of weeks ago we did um, a Black Towns Matter and that involved about 22 states across the U.S. and Canada getting the message out about black towns and how they do matter in terms of getting uh, some exposure. And so we are excited about that and we'll be seeing uh, in the future just how uh, much impact that has had and uh, we're hoping that that will garner some support for our community. And that's it
0: thank you mayor uh, at this time we would like to get the report on Aniston from Aston Mayor Jack Draper mayor
2: thank you uh, good morning uh, how's everyone today um, glad uh, folks are joining us uh, on uh, social media platforms Uh, Given that the governor just talked and and touching part of uh, what uh, Mayor McCrory just said, I I want to talk a little bit about the city's COVID uh, response and recovery. And it involves a lot of the people in this room because the county really came together uh, to respond to COVID. All of the mayors, all the municipalities came together uh, and worked with each other, uh, worked very closely with Callum County EMA and the county commission. Uh, I'd like to think that we as a county got a little bit of a jump start on COVID response because of the issue that we dealt with with uh, the Diamond Princess back in late February. and I think that we probably began uh, our our social distancing and and maintaining good hygiene practices uh, as a result of that. So I think we may have gotten a little bit of a head start. But as Mayor McCrory said, this is real And, and we've got to remain. Uh, vigilant, you know, practice social distancing, good hygiene, uh, wear masks. Uh, It it is going to take effort on our part uh, to get through this. But again, I I, I can't thank everyone enough for how we have come together uh, to deal with this. We've also come together to uh, respond uh, economically uh, such that in addition to uh money that local businesses uh have been able to access from the federal government uh, the city of annison other cities have contributed to a uh, small business relief fund and you know here at the chamber the chamber has done a good job uh, working with jsu working with the community foundation of uh, northeast alabama so this partnership that was developed in covid uh, response was carried forth in COVID recovery. We've gotten good reports about local businesses who've been very positively impacted uh, by the Small Business uh, Relief Fund. Keith talked about uh, the, the census, and it is important that we all fill out these census forms, and, and it does really relate a lot to grants, as he suggested. But the other thing that's important for grants is the partnership that I just talked about. Uh, you know, we as a county, we as a region, we all need to come together on a lot of issues because that's how we can access more money, uh, more grant money. I mean, cooperation is key there. And two specific uh, instances where cooperation has really borne some fruit for uh, the city, part of it involves the, the city of Oxford where uh, the cities of Aniston and Oxford have combined and, and our, our district attorney, Brian McVeigh, is here. I really appreciate his work. On the National Public uh, Safety Site, uh, Anderson, Oxford—we're, you know, by far the the smallest cities, you know, mayor that that, that have uh, been granted this designation—and it has helped significantly. Uh, the city of Anderson recently received the largest public safety grant we've ever uh, ever gotten, which is north of five hundred thousand dollars, and it is a result of of those partnerships and and us leveraging. Uh, Local matches in order to uh, access that grant money. The other partnership we, we just talked about a little bit today uh, involves the uh, Ladiga Trail. Uh, I'm happy to tell you that uh, I, we believe uh, sometime in July we've, we've finished our transactional work with the Waterworks and Sewer Board for the property that they own that will be used for a uh, right of way on the Ladiga Trail. Hope that deed will be recorded sometime in. July which leaves only a transaction with Norfolk Southern remaining so I am hopeful uh, that uh, this summer uh, those transactions can be complete with respect to the tigerger trail uh, and hopefully then uh, can break some ground uh, sometime uh, beginning early uh, next year the the main economic development thing that's going on right now you know I've talked about before but it's you know, it's, it's really important now because if, if you go down to where City Hall used to be there's a really big building being built uh, and that, that that's a big deal y'all uh, you know we, we've got a regional federal courthouse that's being constructed on the old City Hall site uh, that uh, is expected to be completed sometime uh, in the summer to fall of uh, next year it's a 42 million dollar building uh, 30 million dollars alone in construction cost uh, we anticipate that 300, or really north of 300 jobs, will be uh, created uh, during the period of construction. You'll notice that that more and more people are out there every day, uh, and we anticipate that that will uh, continue to grow. And, and The reason that's important, you know, it's it's new money being injected into our economy. It's it's uh, and it affects retail. It affects uh, wholesale. It ta- affects. Uh, transportation, you know, all sectors, all sectors of our economy, are being very uh, positively uh, impacted by uh, by this uh, construction. So I've I've got uh, I've got my two minute warning here, but you know, I again I I, I really want to hammer home how important it is that we all continue to work together. Um, you know, we, we we've demonstrated. Uh, good work there. We're going to get out of this. Uh, You know, we are uh, as Mayor McCrory talked about, you know, we're dealing with uh, some social issues now where we are societally. People need to be able to express themselves. uh, But they need to be able to do so in the appropriate forum and safely. Uh, But again, we are going to get through this. Uh, I appreciate everyone's uh, efforts here and uh, and thank y'all.
0: Thank you, Mayor Draper, for that report on Anniston. Uh, at this time, we would like to move a little bit further north and get a report from Jacksonville from Mayor Smith. Thank
3: you. Good morning, everybody. I'd like to thank the Chamber for putting this event together They to give us the opportunity to come and, and talk about our cities a little bit. Uh, you know, COVID-19, as devastating as it has been and continues to be, We're still doing okay in Jacksonville. Uh, You know, we uh, did not lay anybody off. Any permanent employees in the city have not been laid off during the so far COVID nineteen, and uh, they all work from somewhere. They're either working in their normal work spot or they were working from home or, or at least uh, we were continuing with the services. And uh, have to just compliment our employees. What a great job they've done through all of this. They've been out there, you you know. Uh, right on the middle of this and and, uh, trying to take care of themselves and our other employees and our citizens and then getting the work done. They've done a great job of that. Now we have had some uh, temporary employees that we did not keep uh, because without part having the athletics going on, without the pool being open, with daycare program we operate being closed, and we just didn't need those people. (laughs) But now a number of them have been called back because we have, do now have our pool open and we do have summer camp going on. So we're really happy that we're able to get some of those temporary folks back to work and, and going again. I will tell you, too, that all of our employees are back at their normal workstations now because we're taking a lot of precautions for that. All of our facilities are open uh, except the library. We still not have worked everything out to have the library open yet. We've had a little problem getting enough plexiglass in that library that we feel like we need, but hopefully we're very close. We've got all the framework up. Hopefully we'll have that in place and the library will be open soon. They are doing curbside service, so if you need a book from Jacksonville Library, if you'll call up there, they'll bring it out to you. Uh, but I tell you, if you go into a facility in Jacksonville now, you will find one door unlocked and all the rest are unlocked. You'll go in one door, have your temperature checked, and then... If you're like in City Hall, you need to get a business license, uh, they'll just call that office and make sure there's nobody nobody visiting there. And uh, if not, they'll escort you back. If there is, then they ask you to go back to your car and wait for a telephone call to come in. And of course, if your temperature is a little high, then they're going to send you out. But we're trying to be particularly cautious about all that. But we fell out like, uh, so far, we've fared fairly well. We have not had a city employee test positive yet. So we're thankful for that. We've had a number that have been sent for testing, uh, and a number have been quarantined, but then come back with negative tests and be able to go back to work. Now, where the numbers are going up, I'm sure the story may be different. We may be making some changes in how we operate even now, but uh, we feel like we've been somewhat, somewhat fortunate. Talk about some good things going on. Uh, you know, we believe in Jackson. we have a real good public school system. And uh, the uh, City Council and the uh, Board of Education worked really hard together to try to keep that reputation intact. Uh, and a uh, week before last, we had something that occurred, I think, what goes a long way in doing that. We have a new superintendent of education, uh, Mr. Mike Newell. Uh, some of you will know Mike. He's been around here for a long time. He's been associated with Jasper City Schools for a long time, several different jobs there, one of which was principal of the high school for a number of years. So we feel like that he is going to really be good for the kids of the city of Jacksonville. We're glad to have them in place. Also, last week, speaking of education, all of you, I think, probably aware that the Board of Trustees appointed Dr. Don Killingsworth as the new president of Jackson State University. Don's here today. Don, congratulations to you and your family. We look forward to working with you as we have been working. Dunn's been an acting president. All of you are probably aware of that. I think they thought he was acting pretty good, so they went ahead and and made him president. I think it's a great choice for Jacksonville State, for the faculty, staff, students, and also for the city of Jacksonville and other communities in this area. Dunn's been Jack State a long time. Uh, he's worked his way up the ladder, and, and, and he cares about this area and this community, and particularly about those Jackson State University, so he'll, he'll do a good job there. Even all the stuff going on with COVID, we have had a new business open up in town. That's kind of a big deal to us, small business, but we're kind of excited that somebody's willing to venture out there right now and do that. The name of that business is A Dream Boutique. So, you know, your wife hasn't been out there shopping much lately. Give that debit card back to them and let them come on up to Jackson and spend a little money at this new boutique. I hear all the latest in the City Hall talking about how great it is. So come up and venture out. Uh, we also have the plans approved and ready to start construction on uh, Starbucks. We're pretty excited about Starbucks coming to town. I think that's going to help our tax base. And I'm, I'm getting the, the two-minute signal here. But let me go ahead and talk about a couple of events I want you to be aware of coming up, too. One is on uh, July the 9th, which is Thursday of next week, starting at 9 a.m. in our senior center in town in Jacksonville, we will be giving away 560 boxes of food. So we're going to get that word out there. It's one of those no requirement. You just drive up, somebody put the food in your car, and you can be on your way. Uh, and we want to get we want all that food distributed. Uh, We don't want any of that left over, so get the word out. If you know anybody needs food and can use that, we want to make sure that that word gets out there. So help us get that that word out. We do have our fireworks still scheduled to go on. Uh, You know that still could change, but, but right now we still have, with a lot of safeguards with that. We won't have the kids on any of that kind of stuff. But we will have some music and have the fireworks, uh, music starting at 6 o'clock, fireworks going off at 9 o'clock on Friday night. We always do ours on July the 3rd to kind of, you know, those guys doing the fireworks, uh, they stay pretty busy over those couple of days. So we try to do it on July the 3rd when we can get them here. Uh, one, I think I have time to tell you about one big project that's coming up that's a really great thing for the city, I think, and for JSU as we have an MPO project, the Metropolitan Planning Organization project, which is federal money, 80-20 max money, uh, to resurface Church Avenue from 11th Street northeast all the way through the city back to Highway 21, if you're familiar with the city and the destination of streets. The nice thing about that, that is an area that a lot of people use as kind of a bypass getting up to the university or on the north side of town. So that's really all the way through town. So it's a big project for us. It's over a two million dollar project to get that done. So we're really decided to have that funding to do that. So hopefully that's going to be uh, starting uh, there right now, saying maybe uh, September October. So that's coming up and we're looking forward to that. And uh, Again, thank you all for the opportunity. I'm getting a high sign to Quiet. So thank you all very much.
0: Thank you, Mayor Smith. Uh, at this time, would like to move to Ohatchie. And, and Mayor Baswell, when he came in, uh, a number of us were sitting over here with a mask on, and he came over and said, Y'all never looked better, and I'm not really sure how, <laughs> how we were supposed to take that. But Mayor Baswell, if you would come up and share with us what's going on in Ohatchie.
4: It's a pleasure to be here this morning, other than having to speak. But uh, things are going well in Ohatchie. Uh, you know, we got a lot of uh, Mayor Smith. And one thing that didn't happen in Ohatchie I don't know of any husband that got his wife's debit card, <laughs> but <laughs> just don't happen that often. <laughs> but anyway, uh, when this COVID thing first kicked off, you know, first thing I was concerned about was. Well, after you get concerned about, you know, the people and how it's going to affect the people. How's it going to affect our town? And I'm always real conscious. We are a small town and and our revenue stream is not all that large. And uh, about 65 to 70 percent comes from local sales tax revenues of our operational budget. So I started thinking, how is this going to affect and where can we start cutting back if the need comes up? But we were pleasantly surprised as we got into it in March, April. Our businesses there's only one shut down a beauty shop had to shut down because it was directed by the governor the rest of the businesses remained open and all of them's sales increased Jack's was amazed they cut down they shut the inside down completely ran everything through the drive-through and had record sales for the month of April and May so it makes people look at how they're doing business and maybe they got me might be some changes to come out of this in the long run but our grocery store did a great job uh, he said record sales every week our sales for the modern sales tax revenue for the month of May was a new record for the town of O'Hatchee so I was amazed at that so the town's doing well and the expenses because of COVID has been very small you know some additional hand-washing stuff and and mask and, and things like that but uh, that it's been, been really a good experience for O'Hatchie from that perspective. But it's always something that you have to keep in mind and be aware of. And uh, As far as the town operation goes, we were pretty much business as usual because of, you know, one thing, we're so small. Uh, when they say, you know, all your essential, non-essential people should not come to work, well, if you're not essential, you don't work in our town <laughs> because we don't hire any extra people at all. So um, everybody there is pretty much essential. And, and we have a sort of a built-in distance in our facility, and uh, there's not that many people come into our facility at one time anyway. It's usually just one or two at the most at a time. So that's, uh, that's worked well for us. We haven't had to take any major steps to increase the protective devices that they've told us to, to use because we just have a lot of natural distancing uh, just due to the way our building is laid out and most people use our drive-through window to pay their water bill and things like that. We do, the people that handle money, we do encourage them to wear the rubber gloves and, and wash our hands frequently because there's nothing nastier than money if you really want to look at it from a from a scientific viewpoint. That money goes through through hands of people you've never heard of and don't know where they've been. So. That's a, that's a real real key thing to make sure you're not bringing things in in your revenue stream. Uh, other than that, we did have a, uh, I want to thank uh, Michael Barton and our EMA folks, all his people. They've all done a super job in uh, keeping people informed. We have a weekly uh, conference call, and they give us all the latest statistics and help find PPE for people that need it, and they just done a great job helping coordinate which is their 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 thing you know they don't really manage things they coordinate they help us coordinate with each other a lot and they just do a super job up there and uh, well, i always thank them for that and uh, he brought the uh, the covid testing to ohatchee this past week and we had 127 people be tested out there and it was about five o'clock yesterday afternoon i got a text from michael said that uh, so far we've had 14 test positive which we we don't like to see that number that large and they still have nine that they haven't got the results back on but so far it's not that all that bad I've heard from one of the people that did and they said they weren't even aware they had it you know they don't know how long they've had it and so good thank goodness I got the two minute warning but the only other thing going on uh, like Major Smith we are going to have uh, one of those food giveaways tomorrow at Town Hall Starting at 12 o'clock, as, uh, as I understand it, it's a USDA uh, agriculture department thing. It, uh, they're Taking food from the farmers, buying it from the oven, and trying to get it out to as many people as they can that need it. So uh, it's sponsored by the Gateway to Life Ranch, along with the town and the churches out there all working together to make this thing work. With that, that's all I have, and it's been a pleasure. And if y'all get a chance, come out and visit us in Ohatchee.
0: thank you mayor basman uh, at this time we will move to the the southern end of the county and uh, go to oxford with uh, mayor Kraft.
5: Look, the other day I was coming out of the hospital and I took his mask off, and I launched, I launched his hearing aid about 80 feet into the road. A truck run over it, a car run over it. I picked it up. I said, that's one dang good hearing aid because it kept on working. And uh, so uh, if you ever need one, right, right, uh, right, hearing aids. That's where you need to get them, but that's pretty good. Again, I can't. Uh, just some of the things going on with uh, Oxford uh, First of all, you know, uh, when we first started, me and the council uh, four years ago, uh, we were trying to save 185, exit 185, got several. We got uh, 18 miles long on the interstate, but 185 was dying, and if it becomes a cancer to your city, then your city starts dying. Uh, we've worked on downtown Oxford, it's a fantastic place. People travel there all the time now. Uh, but uh, uh, at 185, we got Planet Fitness coming. We got a new racetrack that there. If you go down there, there, it's not going to be just a little racetrack station. It's going to be a mammoth station. Uh, we've got the entertainment center coming. That's 50,000 square feet at 185. Of course, the mall is continued to grow. If you've been in, if you've been able to go into it, you can see what a, a good job they're doing. But it's slowed down again because of the COVID. Uh, some of the stuff that we've done with the, because of the COVID, uh, we fed uh, all our senior citizens through the whole time over a hundred senior citizens uh, every day Uh, we fed uh, according to the school we gave them some money but they did it all they were feeding around 700 children Uh, so during the COVID uh, which I'm proud of that we have an outdoor movie series it's very successful we invite y'all to come Uh, we'll have a a new theater that is as big as the ceiling it's about 10-15 feet bigger than the ceiling will be coming in uh, this week Uh, but uh that you can uh have social distancing we play mostly children's uh well we all it's all children's uh, uh movies and stuff uh, but they're uh, uh that's been very successful we just reopened our splash park uh this past weekend uh after re- renovating it uh we will have the fourth of july but we'll just have we will not have fireworks uh but we will have our day activities uh we'll have a light show on the uh third and possibly the fifth which will be on the back of the civic center which you can stay in your cars and practice but it's uh only way i can explain it, it's kind of like disney world you can take the back of the civic center they can burn it down you know blow it up make it look great and build it back and do all kind make it into a pyramid it's really cool uh but they're working on that uh we will be on the uh july the 18th we'll be honoring our high school green power racing team they were the national champions and which is really good and in fact when you say national champions all those national champions are just given as an uh you know you didn't really earn it you were just named national champions children they they won the national championship and so they'll be honored on they'll be having a plaque and everything on august 7th we'll be changing the name of our Oxford tennis courts to the bill beck tennis courts uh, he was a coach for many many years uh, did a lot for children and uh, we will be honoring him by naming the tennis courts uh, also some of the things that we did uh during the covid we had uh, uh we had a job fair at civic center i think 377 people came there and the EDC was part of that chambers part of that and the city of Aniston was a part of that uh, we did practice social distancing I think they were lined up to Atlanta outside the building but uh, they uh, but they did do that and I think from what I from my understanding over a hundred of those people have got jobs uh, we worked with RMC they they were very gracious and helped us and uh, we had uh, I think around 250 people were tested uh, behind the civic center uh one thing that i'd just like to ask uh well one other thing is our library never shut down just like yours mayor we did uh we did the curbside which i really was proud of our library uh one thing i was gonna there are no the federal government's not giving us any grants to help our cities are they did y'all know uh uh, yeah, I was wondering, I've I got some statistics here. There's 19,000, around 19,500 cities, towns in the United, United States. Around 18,000 of them are 25 or less. And every time I talk to the congressmen and write letters to the senators and stuff, they give me a, yeah, that's a great idea, but they don't give us any money. And, you know, my thing is, is every one of our cities, will end up losing somewhere between 2 and $3 million this year. And that's because, like many of y'all cities, we kept open. We kept our police our fire we kept uh doing sanitation and uh i mean i think again i know you mayors and i'm i will tell you i'm blessed i was blessed to be uh taught by leon smith he was my mentor and a legendary mayor but these mayors right here are legendary too they are very good mayors they work together and i think again wayne i always turn to you but uh it might be a good idea if we put together another letter and send it to them at least telling that we care and that we need help I, I know senator mcconnell i think he said one time that he wasn't planning on doing that because it's going to help the big cities with their retirement or something but it's not about our retirement it's about helping us but uh, that's uh, that's what's going on in oxford and again uh love to work with you guys again thank you
0: Thank you, Mayor Kraft. I don't think I've ever heard anybody excited about blowing up a civic center before, uh, (laughs) even though it was laser, to clarify. Uh, At this time, we'll go to the uh, north end of the county and go to Piedmont and Mayor Baker, if you would, come here.
6: When we mention Piedmont, I have to mention Piedmont, home of the 3A state football champions. You know, we're just proud of our football team. I know uh, we have one of our board members' son, uh, Hayden Young plays on that team, and uh, he was a big part of that championship team. At the time the virus hit, our baseball team was also undefeated, ranked number one, and had won the county championship. So I don't know what would have happened if that season had continued, but uh, hats off to our baseball team too. They had a great year. Uh, Before I tell you about Some good things happening in Piedmont. Let me just tell you a little bit about the coronavirus and what we did. We stayed open in Piedmont too. We did not close. We worked smart. We worked behind closed doors. We used our Dropbox. We paid our bills online. Uh, We uh, encouraged people to use the drive-through. So we continued our operations so that we could continue to pay our bills. We felt it was important that we, that we do so. We, we did lay a couple of, I think it was three or four part-time employees off, but we have since brought them back. So everybody's back on board now and uh, we're pretty much opened up now. We haven't opened our gym up in the Civic Center because of the close contact uh, that that would involve, but everything else is open. Our parks and our poo is open now, and uh, we're, we're back to normal as as far as business goes. We're trying to be smart and do the right thing in, uh, in, in doing our operations, and uh, so far we're doing very well. Uh, our sales tax, like some of the other mayors talked about, actually increase. we did very well i worried about paying the bills making payroll paying our power bill but uh we did very very well and uh our sales tax really carried us through this uh, pandemic and um, i'm thankful for that but let me tell you about a few things that's happening in piedmont since we last met we have three new businesses that have opened up we have a barbecue restaurant our Dollar tree opened up And uh, we have a Sadler's Feed that has opened up. I know Dollar Tree may not be really big to some of the cities, but let me tell you, in Piedmont, that's something big. And uh, we're proud to get Dollar Tree, and uh, people are really taking advantage of that. We have coming soon a Burger King, a Dollar General Store, Broadway Pizza, We also have some other buildings that are being renovated that will uh, accommodate new businesses that will be opening up very soon. Dr. Ulrich has built himself a brand new doctor's office. Very, very nice. And uh, Noble Bank has renovated and moved into a larger bank building. And it looks really, really good. We've had some infrastructure improvements I want to tell you about. We applied for a $250,000 paving grant through Rebuild Alabama Act. And this grant was not a match, it was free money. And we applied for this $250,000, we got approved. So what we're gonna do is take this $250,000, we're gonna apply our gas tax money toward that. We're also going to uh, use some of our city savings money and I'm hoping that the county will help us with some money and we hope to pay $500,000 worth of streets and So That'll be a big big deal for the city. We uh, also um, continue to do filter plant improvements. We also continue to do one mile of gas cast iron replacements. We do this each year. We have a water tank maintenance. We have two water tanks in Piedmont, and uh, we have a, a maintenance program that we have uh, developed within the last year, and uh, this is to ensure that our citizens in Piedmont have safe drinking water. We applied for, before corona hit, a $450,000 sewer grant, and uh, we, were, we got approved for this, and uh, we have completed uh, this sewer project, and uh, this has been a big improvement on uh, uh, side of Piedmont that definitely needed some sewer assistance. We continue to upgrade our electrical substation along with power line replacements. Uh, you know, City of Piedmont owns all of their own utilities so it's important that we take care of our, our, our utilities. We have built a new pavilion at City Park. We have a new bigger gazebo going downtown, and uh, our well continues to be our backup to our filter plant, which pumps 200 gallons per minute. We're very happy where the city is going. Uh, Things are going very well. The city has a a savings plan that we put into place—we're putting—it's not a whole lot of money, but $10,000 worth of savings goes into uh, the city each year, and this has allowed us to pay for equipment without having to go into expense, and that's a big deal for us. We—we uh, we survived the storms of two months ago. We're surviving the coronavirus. We're still able to pay our bills and keep our head above water, and for this, I'm very thankful. I continue to say I live in the greatest little city in the world, I'm Piedmont proud, I continue to use social media to let the people know what's going on in Piedmont, am very open with what's happening, I don't hide anything, uh, I don't talk negative about the city because it's all good, so uh, I try to keep people posted. But uh, I invite you all to come to the little city and have a cup of coffee with me and uh, I'll show you around town and let you know what's going on, and uh, show you all the improvements going on with the city, and uh, just uh, proud to be mayor. And uh, it's just a great bunch of mayors to work with, like some of the other mayors said, and I appreciate them all. We have a good working relationship, and uh, just proud to be part of this team. Thank you all.
0: Thank you, Mayor. Uh, AND AT THIS TIME, WE'LL MOVE JUST A LITTLE BIT NORTH AND GO TO WEAVER WITH MAYOR WILLIS.
7: GOOD MORNING. WAKE UP. USUALLY BY THE TIME I GET UP HERE AND WE GET TO WEAVER, HALF OF YOU ARE LEFT, THE OTHER HALF IS ASLEEP. SO I DO APPRECIATE EVERYONE HANGING AROUND. a lot of good things going on in Weaver. Everybody's talking about the virus. She's already holding up two minutes and I'm done. So uh, Angie always messes with me. Uh, I will say this though, when we came in she said she was going to uh, check all of our temperature. I was glad to see that it was a digital thermometer and she wasn't uh, had other thoughts in mind for me because uh, they tend to come after me around here. Uh, Talk a little bit about, about the virus. We've, we've beat this horse to death. Everyone knows there's a problem and we know what's going on. But one of the things about Weaver is that uh, we have been very um, slightly impacted by the, by the virus. It didn't have that much of an effect on us. In fact, our revenue has been up. And a lot of the reason behind that is, uh, as a city, we sell water by the gallon. And because people were locked in their houses, they were washing their driveways, they were washing their cars, they were planting their gardens, so our revenue went up in water. So that's, that's a good thing for us. Um, also we've had some new businesses open in Weaver's during the whole virus process. So uh, for Weaver, it's been negligible. We have not seen, in fact, we've probably seen an increase in our revenue. I think we can all agree that 2020 is going to go down as a year in history uh, for not good things, but we will recover from this. Uh, as we're moving into the budget year, as you all know, a city piggybacks on the previous year's budget. We use those numbers to decide what we're going to do moving forward. Well, for 2020, we can't use those numbers because this has been a completely oddball year. Revenue was up in some places when it shouldn't be, and it was down in places when it, when it shouldn't have been. So, um, What we're doing is, as we start the budget process, we're going to just kind of use uh, the budget we did for 19 into 20, and just hopefully those numbers will carry over. Uh, It's a challenge when you start dealing with budgets because we want to give our employees pay raises this year, and it's hard to do because we don't know what the revenue is going to be. Uh, One of the areas that we have improved in Weaver, we've stepped up our code enforcement. Uh, As you all know, every neighborhood has that one house that they just don't want to take care of their yard. They want to have a junkyard in the front. There's probably a bathtub or a toilet in the front yard, and it's a problem. That adversely affects the value of the houses around you, and we've been remiss in this area. We have not enforced our codes like we should, so we've stepped up code enforcement and become more proactive going after people that let their properties fall into a state of decay and that protects property values in Weaver which is important to all of our residents. Also on that line, we were approved for a $122,000 grant to demolish over a dozen houses that have fallen in disrepair or have been abandoned. This is a problem for every city. All of us deal with this because when you have a house that, let's say it's an elderly person with no family passes away, the house sits there, the taxes fall remiss, and the state takes over the house. The problem is the state is not going to cut the grass and keep the place clean and maintain it. But as a city, we have no teeth to go after the state. So this is one area that's a problem for all of us. Because again, this affects property values. And maintaining property values should be the number one priority for a government in a municipality. That's why people live in a city. So they have those ordinances to protect their property values. So we're stepping up that. We've got a dozen houses right now. And that's a fluid number. That could increase or decrease. Uh, But we are going to be demolishing some of these houses that are falling apart. one area that uh, I've also expanded Weaver we have acquired the lake at Buckhorn uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Weaver, this is the one that was at the restaurant Zoe's. It's a very large lake. It's been developed. There's a walking trail. But uh, we are acquiring as a city that lake for recreation. And my vision for that is something similar to what Oxford has at Oxford Lake, where people can go and walk around the lake, enjoy the recreation outside, get some fresh air. We already have a playground there, so there's a, there's a, the opportunities are endless when it comes to developing Buckhorn Lake. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I've submitted a grant proposal for expanding Weaver's walking trail at the park downtown, which would double the walking area, and add a splash pad to the city of Weaver. Again, something similar to what Oxford has. I I have no problem copying Oxford. They've got a good program going on. They've got a good system. So when you have something that's working, you don't have to reinvent it. I have no problem copying what you have going on in Oxford. Uh, I just wish I had your budget. But Oxford's doing great, and if we can do some of the same things in Weaver, it's all good for all of us. Because when one city does well, all of us do well. And we've talked about this in the past. Uh, we've had cities that were adver- they were adversary, and that hurt both cities. But in the end, when all of us work together, and get people coming to, to our county, all of us benefit. If somebody comes to a hotel in Oxford, and they're looking for a place to get out and ride the bicycle trail, and they jump on the trail at Weaver, we both, we both improve, and that's, that's what we're looking for. We want to grow as a county, and that's what all the mayors are working towards. Uh, I have a new fire station going up in Weaver. Uh, we've been fighting the weather. We hit an underground spring first, uh, and then once we got that fixed, the start the rain started, and then we eased right on into the virus. So we've had every obstacle you could possibly have, but there is a building going up now. I hope for it to be skinned soon, uh, and that's gonna improve our fire department. And you know, the more fire protection you have, the lower your property insurance is uh, for your fire. So it's, it's all hand in hand, improving our community. Uh, We are in the process of securing a partnership with a developer that's a national developer which will add uh, approximately 98 new home constructions inside Weaver City Limits. This is huge for a city. When you talk about 98 new houses, that's 98 families, that's 98 water accounts, that's 98 sanitation fees. This is a big thing for Weaver. Uh, And that is very, very close to being closed, so I'm very excited about that. But because of that, we are going to have to expand our water system, and uh, we have contracted with an engineer who was going to do a hydraulic study on Weaver's water, so we can expand our water system to better serve our, our citizens. So I know this is a lot to cover, and I've talked very fast. We've got a lot of things going on in Weaver. Uh, but, you know, when a city sits on their hands and just says, "No, we're doing good, you're stagnant. And stagnation will kill a city. So our eye is towards progress while maintaining that family atmosphere where people can raise their families and enjoy the the small-town feel but still see an eye for progress and improve as a community. So I appreciate everyone's attention. I know you're all ready to go. Uh, Thank you for your time, and I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Mayor Wills. I think we all consider ourselves very fortunate to have the leadership that we've got in the county and uh, in the cities prior our mayors, and we appreciate uh, them working together like they do, and we're very, uh, very blessed to have them. I'd like to also uh, again thank our sponsors uh, today that, that helped us to put on this event. B.R. Williams Trucking, Cheeha Bank, Eastman, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Harris McKay Realty, Huron Valley Steel. Jacksonville State University, and Regions Bank. And um, on behalf of the um, Public Affairs Committee and the Chamber of Commerce, I appreciate uh, you being here today. I appreciate the mayors taking part
6: of this. And we hope you have a very good, blessed, safe day. Thank you.